0: Got a topic about cats and scratching furniture, Dr. Bob, which is a problem for a lot of people.
1: It is, cats like to mark territory. So, scratching is one of the ways they do that. They actually have scent glands underneath their pads. And so, what they're doing is saying, This is mine and that is mine. Oh, I didn't
2: know that.
1: So, usually they will do that more towards a doorway or a window. And often it's related to either maybe some conflict between the cats inside the house, a bit of a personality clash one claims the owner one claims the partner and or this is my room where the sun is the best in at this time of day and and all that sort of thing other times it progresses from just the scratching to the weeing or the pooing and that's you know certainly escalates they often scratch things are uh, that they like to scratch so it's ropey sort of things or a particular texture so in material. sensory for them. very sensory and why are they doing it partly because they're actually getting rid of the old nails so you can clip cats' nails. Um, most cats will sort of tolerate it to a certain extent, but like ours, they grow back within a week or two. Okay. So the scratching post is there so that they've got something, you often see them outside on the, on the side of a tree. So they'll be scratching yes. down the bark and it feels good and, oh, they might find a grub or something and, and look at that and go, Ooh, don't want to eat you. But it's that scratching that if they're distressed about something, it is that they will do it more and more. And they will do it in a particular area where they might be distressed. So, for example, if the football's on and you get really distressed watching the football and, you know, (laughs) (laughs) yelling at the the, the ref to get his seeing eye dog, you know, back onto the field again, then the cat gets distressed about that. So it might start scratching in the lounge or it might scratch at the lounge where the partner who it doesn't really like (laughs) sits. So it may target that in that way. So there's lots of different ways to try and prevent them. None none of them really perfect. If there are roaming cats outside, um, as we've said on the program before, try some citrus peels, some mothballs, some um, get off my garden. Um, oh, and there's a fourth one that I just forgot. But it's trying to keep the other roaming cats away from the cat. Even though your cat is inside 100% of the time, it can tell sm- still smell all the other animals that are out there. It wow. redirects that stress from outside to scratching more on the furniture or... you so um, multiple scratching posts can be at the doorways where they might see the other animals or the windows where they see the cat next door you can get scratching posts and little um, cubbies and tubes and and little hammocks um off the interweb for yeah that occupy the whole of one wall of the lounge for a very small price you have to put it together but The more entertainment, the more enrichment we give the cat, the happier it is. Okay. So if it's got places to investigate, you put little bits of dry food in different places and that helps them to feel a bit more content. Because it's related to territory marking, also multiple litter trays. So litter trays either near the window or the door so that they see the other cat out there, they mark territory by a wee or a poo and then they scratch at the litter and that can sometimes provide that extra degree of this is my space it smells familiar it seems okay so that's good Uh, pheromones are another way to go that things that the cat likes and so you spray that in their happy place their safe refuge cats love cardboard boxes So again, you would have seen on YouTube, Just if you want to catch a cat, just put a few cardboard boxes in the yard and they'll just sit in the cardboard boxes.
0: They have a great
1: time. (laughs) So you you get different boxes from the supermarket or whatever that has all the smells of the factory in it and they just love exploring it. Sometimes they will shred them, sometimes they will sit on them, sometimes they will hide in them. And people say to me all the time with their cats, you know, the cat jumps in the cupboard as they're getting to something out of the cupboard and And then the cat's gone for the rest of the day. Well, it's quite content to sit in the darkness there. Yes. I've had one lady 36 hours. She was all over the place looking for her cat that was lost. And it was in the cupboard. It was sitting in the top (laughs) of the cupboard in her bedroom, just not talking.
0: My sister-in-law's cat, um, who's very cute, Tuck, she has a really weird habit. She hops in the fridge with the kale. So she always (laughs) hops herself. and, And... when Pegsy told me this, I went, I think, you know, she's exaggerating. She sent photos with this little cat in the fridge, so she's got to be really careful. Um, Check that, the
1: fridge before you close the door.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. So yeah. why, why would, wouldn't that be cold?
1: It's she, just a particular fascination and, and, and they enjoy it. So, yeah, and partly they, have, they do have a sense of humour. Um, they also have a very good sense of vengeance. So oh. they might not get you at that time, but within 24 hours you're going to get nailed at some point for doing <laughs> whatever was unpleasant. Oh. And that could be just clipping the cat's nails. I think
0: that's so. what scares me about them is they <laughs> do get that... They do get that look that I'm
1: going to get you. Cats are amazing. They really are incredible. The more you learn about them, the more you spend time with them. And they are very intuitive. They know what's going on in the house. They often will come and lie on you uh, if there's a particular part of your body that's sore. So animals are just really aware of those sorts of things. So with cat scratching, it's just trying to, yeah, give them other opportunities of, of expressing that uncertainty and stress and distress in a way that is reasonable. Dr.
0: Bob, you know when you are patting a cat and they may be sitting on you when they're doing the flexing with their with their nails? Kneading, yep. Kneading, that um, can be quite painful and they're purring. Y- you think the cat's content, but is is that just a rumour? Like, can they be stressed when they're purring and, and doing the kneading?
1: It, again, it depends on the personality of the animal. Some animals are much more likely to talk the whole time and chat and purr other animals yeah purring can be a lead up to aggression the big thing about when they're sitting on your lap and sort of yeah kneading and like it's basically like a a kitten does to the mother to stimulate milk letdown. okay and so it's yeah it's just a a comforting sort of uh, reassuring sort of uh, an activity so if they're um, happy and content um, as you suggested yeah maybe wearing a towel or something when you have the cat sitting on your lap the other really important principle with cats is the two-stroke principle. Oh, so so
0: they might like it twice and then...
1: Don't do it, it a third time. Yeah, so it's head to shoulder, rump to tail. And then again, quite firm, massage-like, head to shoulders, rump to tail. And then look, observe to see whether it likes that.
0: Whether you're going to
1: get a whack, or whether yeah, if you do a third one, you're in danger of sounds yeah, like a relationship. Being... It is, it is a relationship. It is just yeah, it's a bit more complicated than dogs. Dogs are more willing to serve, so right. it's the dog as the master, and well, the cat has servants. So it's it's very simple. Love uh, to
0: train the husbands with that one.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, happy geez. wife, happy life. <laughs> yeah,
1: so yeah, it's. Watching your animal the more you spend time with it the more they you understand them and the more you can help them have a really good life a life worth living
0: okay well we've actually got a caller now we've got christine from walls end now you've got a question about your lab christine
3: yes i have um we've got an 11 year old lab and at the moment he's must be going through anxiety because he's just doing laps of the yard and he's got his eyes sunken back in his head and he's stuck on edge all the time. I was just wondering if there's something we can do
1: about it. Christine, it sounds like a panic attack if he is yes. running up and down and, yes. and the eyes, as you said, either bulging or just mm. the muscles are just pulled back and stretched. And it is that he's being anxious about something. They are, as we are saying before, just very attuned to the family and to the environment. So I do see animals that get more stressed in winter. We do see more attacks between dogs in winter because we're not out walking as much. Um, They are aware of, uh, and I was at a consult yesterday, and just as I left, looking around the corner, there was a new house going up. So building work is a classic for noise phobia, separation anxiety in dogs. Plus at 11, there will be some dementia component so some cognitive impairment that is just minor um but depending on the animal and as we get older we get more worried about things we think about them and we tend to dig a deep hole wondering about what's going to happen and really it's not that important Mm. so the important thing is to give your lab some more attention um some more walks Uh, take it out and give it some play um, hide some food around the yard in different places so it has to go and find that food keep its brain active lots of massaging and it would be good to do a vet check-up just to make sure there's no underlying medical conditions Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that are predisposing it to um, pain or or ill health Uh, at a talk last night about at a, a, a dog food company and they were just saying that a approximately 30 to 50 percent of dogs and cats are overweight in Australia
3: well we had our dog on a diet a couple of months back um put him on the diet food so he could lose the weight he was up to about 36 kilos and um he's he's just stressed it off himself even though but the, the um change in behavior started around about then and we didn't know if it had something to do with that diet food uh, we've got him back on the ordinary food now, but I mean he's still hurt. he's he's lost a lot of weight, but I think he's just making himself all upset about everything he's digging holes he's escaping it where we've blocked all the gardens off he's yep. um he's breaking through there and getting into the gardens and he's awake all night
1: yeah so pout, walking
3: around the yard and he never used to be like that Aww. no
1: that certainly don't get another pet to try and help him he oh, has we've already
3: got we've got two <laughs> we've inherited them.
1: Yes, yeah, children leaving home. 50% of the animals I see in regular (laughs) practice are the children have moved out of home and they couldn't take because they moved into a unit or something. Uh, But with your lab, yeah, I'd certainly get a vet check if he's losing weight. There can uh, be something significant there that's adding to that. We are in winter. I have seen lots of animals really stressed with this sudden cold snap. We did have a very warm summer and then the temperature has plummeted. It really has made a big big difference for the poor old ones that just aren't able to cope. But sound like you need to to get a vet check and they will be able to help you with some other um, ideas of how to help the lab to feel a bit more settled not as anxious but do look around the near neighborhood to see if there's any building work renovations happening because that sort of the, the the nail guns the digging all that sort of thing really unsettles animals
0: before we do though can we have a little look at our pet of the week now we need to go back to Mambo, and you can see him at 2nurfm.com. He is a nine month old Staffy Cross Terrier, Cross Jack Russell. Look at his face. Oh, cute. He's cute, and he's been waiting for his forever home. <laughs> I had to get oh, one in it's as your well turn. for a long time. And honestly, he's a gorgeous one. Uh, he loves walks, he loves chasing balls, he loves tug tug of war games. Uh, he's practising his swimming, although it might be a little bit cold for him at the moment, and he's gaining confidence every day, though. Mm. So he's, he's an active little pooch. Um, he's got four other dogs that he's living with at the moment. Very so playful. Social. He's mm. social. That doesn't bother him. He's toilet trained. He's got his basic commands, um, and he was saved from a pound. So he's, you know, he's ready to, to meet his family. He is a beautiful dog, and if you'd like more information, please head to our website, 2NURFM.com. Click on Programs, Pet Chat, and there'll be beautiful photos of him there and all the info you need. But as I said, we've featured him before. He's still available, so if you're in the position, position, check him out. Okay, now we're going to go to the phones now. Uh, I believe we've got someone here. Hello, have you got a question for Pet Chat today? I have. Beautiful. Uh, Who have we got? The name is Pat. I have two
2: miniature schnauzers. I had one that I actually got for my husband when he was ill and had dementia and when he went into care I got another one for company for her The problem is more my neighbors and my dogs I work and the neighbors complain that um they bark while I'm while I'm away from work and I really don't know what to do about this
1: It's very difficult. Um, Two dogs can sometimes be good together and they can keep each other out of mischief. But if one starts to bark, then it can just, um, yeah, the other one follows. And what are we barking at? I don't know. I thought you started barking. So the big thing is to be careful about what they can see. If they can have a vision of the road and there's lots of kids walking past or bus stop or school or shops or lots of activity in the street, they will bark at anything that's going past. If you're there, you can interrupt it and change it, but if you're not there, you can't change it. Anti-barking collars, I'm not a huge fan of. I wouldn't like citronella sprayed up my nose or ultrasonic shock or electric collar, nasty. So. You, you don't do it you wouldn't do it to yourself or your children why would you do it to a dog so you try and give them lots of enrichment and take them for walks and give them training to help them to settle and be happy while you're there so that when you're not there they've got other things to do you can um they can go pet sitting uh, at various places around um swap over with a friend go they, your dogs go to their place or their dogs come with yours providing they're all compatible and happy but a good thing as well is to ask the neighbor when does it happen is it straight after um, you leave for work, or is it more when oh, you're heading no. home?
2: I think it's possibly he works in his garden. We actually have very big properties, but he works in his garden, yep. so they come out through the pit door onto a very large deck yes and um, and, and they don't know that he's in his property or our property so I guess they stop barking at him um, uh, it's just fun I haven't asked him what time yeah uh, but I mean he, he's you
1: know if he's, he's pottering really around the...
2: angry about it he's yeah. pottering around in his garden that's yeah. right so they um
1: they, they think it's not fair. They, yeah, mm. and it is the, the activity either side of the fence yeah. that that upsets them. If they yeah. are on a deck, maybe try some um, shade cloth across the yeah. side. That's where
2: exactly what I'm, I'm actually going to do, try and block.
1: Block the, the visual area area access?
2: Yeah, yep.
1: And the other thing is maybe put a radio on on the deck so that it actually I blocks do the...
2: Do you have a radio going on all day long? But Good. Yes, I'll try and put one on the deck or maybe make it louder or have some
1: noise and the other thing is to try some um just try some toss some dry food around on the deck or inside for them to wander around and hide
2: fortunately i work long hours i'm a nurse i work in an operating room which is actually why i've got a second dog yes to keep the first one
3: company.
1: And if you'd asked Uh, me, I would have said that's not a good idea. Two's company, uh, three's a crowd, but a second one can. It sometimes quadruples the problems, the problem of the original dog, the problem of the new dog, the problem between the dogs and the problem of the two dogs tag-teaming against you. But, um, yeah, if you can talk to the neighbour... And try and block visual access, try and give an auditory blockage as well and try to keep them busy. But the more time you spend with them, interact with them, keep their brain busy, hopefully the more settled and tired they are so they're less likely to bark.
0: It sounds like Christine at least is trying lots of different See, methods as well. Yeah. Maybe that, she said she's got the radio on. Maybe if they've got Todd Sargent on, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> them,
1: Unable you know? to comment about that. <laughs> <Let's laughs> on <have> the grounds <laughs> of incrimination.
0: We are going to go to uh, Barry from Mark's Point in just a minute. But before we do having a quick look at the weather, thanks to our sponsor, the Hunter Motor Group, Maitland, for new Honda, Subaru, Volkswagen and Isuzu utes. It's going to remain sunny this afternoon, which is really nice. Blue skies, a little bit nippy. It's still 16 degrees if you're in Lambton. Now, Barry, how can Dr. Bob help you today?
2: Oh, good afternoon. I've got an English budgie uh, and every time he gets new feathers around his head, they don't open out
1: he's starting to look like a porcupine. <laughs> oh, okay. Can actually be a couple of different things. There can be some mites, can be an underlying disease. He can be getting older and just not producing the feathers as well. It would be a good to get a vet check on that to make sure there's no um, possible virus that might be contributing to that problem. And it can be associated with food, so maybe um, just slowly, gradually changing to a better quality food. And again, just with enrichment. So if he's in a small cage, add extra things to that, bit of cardboard stuck in the side, just some grass seeds that are out and about all the time, um, grab those in a little bunch together, wrap them up with one of the strings around it and then poke it in the cage so he's got other things to munch on and, and taste, providing they haven't been sprayed with pesticide, of course. Uh, and yeah. just uh, yeah, only the one bird that you've got, Barry...
2: No, he's in
1: an aviary. with a cockatiel. Okay, so as long as they're happy together, it's it's not too bad. But just watch that they're not. There's a bit not a bit of bullying happening with a smaller bird, a bigger bird. Um, as long as they've got a big area, just yeah, provide some enrichment in there to get them other things to do. But it may be worth taking down to your regular vet to get a vet check to see there's no underlying disease that's contributing yeah. to that change in feather production. Oh, okay then. Thanks, Barry. Have a good, good day. Good luck,
0: Barry. We'll try that. That's just about time for us. Before we do go, though, Christine had a question about her lab before. He was a bit anxious. Yes. Can dogs get down just, you mentioned, with the change of weather, but winter is more, yes. more gloomy and humans feel a little bit down, you Seasonal know? Seasonal
1: affective disorder, lowering, lowering in photo period, so less light, yeah. yes. So
0: that, that can affect our, our animals as well? Yeah,
1: it certainly can. We can't say that they're depressed, because they can't fill out the forms <laughs> but i'm sure once we work that out they would be able to say look yeah i'm feeling a, just bit, a down. bit down a bit yeah flat. the, the neighbors day. are being rude to me yeah. and and you know i haven't been taken out for a walk and and the owners yeah changed the food and didn't tell me and you know there's a whole lot of reasons mental health is just There's so many variables.
0: They
2: They
1: are. The more you look, the more you see, the more you understand, and the more you don't know. So (laughs) after 35 years as a vet, I just learn stuff new, new stuff every day from the people and their animals. It's wonderful.
0: Really interesting. Well, Dr. Bob, Cheryl Shaw, thank you for coming in as always. Some really interesting stuff today. Uh, We look forward to next week. Thank you. Excellent.
3: Thank you.